Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Cow Corner Podcast. With me, the dolly dropper, James Hurl, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Alberbury Cricket Club and Shropshire Cricket League. How do, Mon? Welcome to Cow Corner. Okay, so welcome back to episode 10. And what a week it's been in Shropshire Cricket. I have to say, my notifications have been going off the charts. It's been a very divisive week in Shropshire Cricket with many people celebrating and many people feeling kind of hard done by. But that's what's going to happen now. We're going to sit down and we're going to chew through it and crack on. So we've got a full complement of guests tonight and I'm joined with, as ever, wearing his Liverpool shirt, fresh off a, a big victory. Yes. The man Come the on moment. the reds. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Joss Elliott. How are you, James? I'm good, mate. I'm good. good. It's been um, quite interesting to see the reactions from, um, well, a lot of people following the uh, official revealing of the restructure of the leagues. Yeah, it's been very interesting, especially kind of like, well, you, you yourself aren't on Twitter, are you, Josh? You're quite not, lucky. No. Whereas I've I've had the I've had the joy of being tagged in the uh, the original post from the league, um, which has been uh, yeah, it's it's been going off to say the least. And I'm kind of glad that I am not the league admin um, because they've had one hell of a job to do. But yeah, so introduce who we've got with us here today, Joss. So we've also got Mr. Birmingham League Tun himself, Andy Harrison. <laughs> Rough as hell today. <laughs> he's just got back from a, a few days drinking in Lithuania. Yep, Sentinel Tour. And we've got Beacon's Jamie Martindale. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm good, thanks. Again, delighted with the result this afternoon from the Reds. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Can we move on, please? So, uh, <laughs> that's our little introduction and there are our guests. Let's move on to what we're going to be talking about in tonight's episode. In tonight's episode, we are going to be going through 
our feedback from our last few podcasts. We're going to review the new 2020 Shropshire County Cricket League structure and we've also got a few announcements ourselves and some really interesting development. We finished tonight's podcast with transfer rumours, something that you will all be interested in and a few bombshells. So, make sure that you stay tuned in and don't leave us here at the Cow Corner Podcast. So, welcome back and we are into our 10th episode and I feel like this is kind of like a bit of a milestone, Joss. So we reached double figures and Hurley is celebrated by investing in lots of new equipment. <laughs> it's a bit weird. The setup is completely different. I hope you can hear a superior quality um, Less of Andy, episode. basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding because, out the way. Because there's, um, there's all sorts of microphones and I don't know what they are. All over the table. We've yeah. got a full audio yeah. interface and a full setup now. So a what? Hurley seems to know what everything does, but we don't. We don't. <laughs> we just trust him. We're so, just on our phones. <laughs> so hopefully over the next few weeks and next few episodes anyway, we are slowly but surely now increasing the amount of uh, tech that we've got. So hopefully we should be producing a better quality output maybe better quality in terms of how good our voices sound but the content won't be any better yes the pattern will just be as bad (laughs) there'll still be a lot of drunken nonsense yes so first of all we'll go on to some feedback we'll start with the man himself joss elliott so what feedback have you got joss um the main one i had was um nick broadbent of the of the league committee um, we did actually invite him along to the last episode because we were obviously talking about league structure and how it was going to pan out. Um, it would have been really great to have him on board, but he couldn't make it for one reason or another. But he did send me a really good, he obviously listened to the podcast, sent me a really good email about the league's thinking behind what they're doing and how they work things out. A really good read, actually. I think we're going mm. to go into it later, aren't we? Yeah, I think that's mm. going to be, we are definitely going to go into that into in our next section. I think that would be really It really, help, really helped me to understand how they arrive at, mm. what they do arrive at. Yeah. Decision. I've, I've said on previous podcasts, I have actually spoken to Nick quite a lot throughout last season. So kind of my, my thinking on what was going to happen with what's happened yesterday, kind of I've already had an idea that mm. something like what may happen may happen there, there were a few things that really shocked me we'll go into that later but it did kind of make sense with a few bits and bobs and I think obviously Joss with you sharing that email hopefully it may help other people yeah yeah I hope um, people might be less up in arms than mm. they have been for their initial reactions I think it's needed isn't it I think a bit of clarity is perhaps yeah, needed yeah, from looking yeah. at some of the yeah. comments that we've uh, seen and in that's the last... where I think Nick's email did that fantastically yeah. to be honest yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Jamie? Uh, mainly from just the Beacon Lads, really. We had our presentation night Friday night. Mm. So, I mean, it's Sunday night at the time of recording, so a couple of days ago. Did you win um, any awards? That's the big question. I won absolutely sod all, which oh, is okay. an absolute disgrace. But You're getting there. You're getting better. You're improving. Am I? Some would say I'm <laughs> regressing. But, um, <laughs> That's uh, just your hairline. That, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> I have had if, a fr- if you haven't met James Hill, it's completely gone. He's got the Don Bradburn look. <laughs> Used to be a comb over very he's many not years a sh- ago. He's not as shiny as Don Bradburn, is he? <laughs> he's not quite. But no, the main feedback the main feedback from was from the Beacon Lads and Mike Turner absolutely delighted that well, we spoke about him on the last podcast last podcast and you didn't edit it out. Because he's been moaning that he hasn't had a mention in any of the nine episodes so far. Well done, Mike. So, 
mainly from the Beacon lads, and, and they're obviously listening. Leaving till last, the um, the man who goes on a million holidays, uh, Andy Harrison. So yeah, in. just come back. Haven't even had time to recover. But he's fixed your schedule, Andy. Yeah, just landed a, a few hours ago, and uh, yeah. Then feet, what, did, what, did you do, what did you do when you get home, got home? You had forty um, minutes, didn't you, between uh, getting home and coming here? A bit of relaxed time. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I've had lots of feedback though. Um, a lot, especially off the lads I went away with. I normally get quite a lot of feedback off the lads anyway. Um, there's always a lot of talk about the podcast uh, and about certain bits and bobs that happen. Uh, nothing really bad, all good, uh, but the length has been brought up quite a lot, which is something we've talked about a lot and we are obviously trying to shorten. But you, a lot of these podcasts that are done by a lot of clubs aren't, you know, don't talk about a whole league. We've got a whole league to talk about here, so it's uh, it does take up a lot of time. But people like uh, Jim Cadd um, and Matty Morris, great guys, known him for a long time. Uh, they they've uh, said a few good things about the podcast. They love it. Just the length is a, is a bit uh, it's a bit too long. Uh, Eddie Ashlin also has been listening in. Um, yeah, he's, he says he hasn't really got time to listen all the time, but he has had a listen to most of it. And then uh, one of the lads from Tour who I've never met before, first time I ever met him, Dan Huff, who also does a podcast. Who he said he would like a mention. Um, it's Anchor FM, Twickenham Cricket Club, um, and he, he said he's a, a keen listener, um, someone who really enjoys our podcast. And you know they have some very good guests on there. So if anyone ever wants to listen, uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth listening to. I've I've had a listen myself. So yeah, thank you, Dan. Yeah, it's been really good, and we are now live on Twitter and Periscope. So. Uh hello to anyone who's on Twitter and can see us but yeah so one of the main things that we've got lately is that um, we are going through a rebrand and we are moving away from Alberbury and we are becoming just a Shropshire cricket podcast and with that obviously comes a few different things and also we want to kind of make sure that people don't confuse us and don't make us part of the league we are completely separate from that and we do have connections with people who are in the league is that the best way to source sources yeah Yeah. sources so um we do kind of like we do get little tidbits but we are in no way associated kind of with the league other than the fact that we kind of talk about what's going on and kind of you know we listen to what they're saying so we can kind of put their point across um we have invited the league many times to kind of come on um but like we said we've got an email from them about what's gone on so hopefully that will help us out but no the biggest thing that we are looking to do um which is going to come next year is we are looking to take the podcast live so what's going to happen is is you're going to see my man andy harrison jamie martindale joss elliott and myself and hopefully we're going to do a live show we're going to try and book out a venue pre-season do the pre-season preview try and get some captains on, try and get some members, try and probably get like a special guest and have a real good chat about our, everyone's thoughts on pre-season, get a few people up, talk about your team, what you think they're going to do and their hopes for the season, Joss. See, it sounds great to me, Hurley, but it does sound a little bit like, you know, the cup draw, the FA Cup draw, <laughs> you get representatives from every team. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it if it was like that, if we had someone from every single team. Have a massive party afterwards as well. Bring it on. I'm all over that. Yeah. I like yeah, I like the sound of that actually. <laughs> Comparing it to the FA Cup draw, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm happy with that. If you don't know me, I like beer, so anywhere where there's beer, I'll be there. You can't drink, you're on, on the podcast. He clearly likes food as well. 
Is there a buffet? So no, yeah, if you are... Sorry, you're not bowling, are you? <laughs> if you are interested in the, uh, the Cow Corner Live pre-season preview, let us know, send us a tweet or send us a message. And if you're interested in coming down, let us know. Uh, and especially let us know if you happen to own a venue that can house quite a lot of people. <laughs> if, yeah, if people turn up, that'd be amazing. And we'd just probably be looking for cost to cover the room, really, because if it, there's a decent room higher, then... But, yeah. Unless Joss volunteers the boathouse. Oh. Indeed. Oh, Unless possibility, he does. possibility. Or maybe people may want somewhere near a Telford. But yeah, if you have a think about where you would like it to, let us know as well. If you do own a venue and you would love to host Cow Corner Live, get in touch. That's our big breaking news. And it's something that I really am excited to move on to. But um, now we're going to move on to League Chat. Okay, so we now move on to our next section and this is something that I'm really excited to kind of start the debate about and it's been something that's been sending Twitter mental for the last few days and it is the Shropshire County Cricket League 2020 structure which was released the other day, Joss. Yeah, so we had we, we speculated quite a lot on the last, um, last recording and on the back of that, Nick Broadbent very kindly got in touch with us to let us know the... Um, the thoughts of the league and as I mentioned earlier it's really great actually to get the insight of, of their thinking and their rationale behind the decisions they make I think it's I think it's quite important that we um, that we share the email actually yeah I think one of the best things well when I say one of the best things one of the things about being part of the podcast is kind of we do get a lot of opinions and we do get people telling us from different from different kind of like angles and areas and we do kind of have a lot of people who are just like from regular clubs who are just mainstays of the clubs we also get people who are involved with the league and the league committees and throughout the season we are getting kind of fed bits of information so that's kind of like where we want to kind of try to come in and help we're not saying that we are 100% backing all the decisions there are a few which we think are quite interesting I mean, double promotion is quite controversial yes for a start, yeah definitely but, um, about. all we want to try and do on this podcast is to try and set both sides of the argument just take you on like a trip of what each side think and then you can kind of make your own decisions up by the end of the podcast hopefully and um, if you haven't then again you're more than welcome to come on and get involved and get your voice heard and also you know I think one of the main things is if you really want your voice heard then you know there are spots on the committee um, which is the best thing but anyway Joss, so we received this email. Do you want to explain why we received the email in the first place? Um, well, we received the email because, um, as I say, we invited Nick onto onto the uh, the last recording, and he couldn't make it for one reason or another, which is why we had to speculate. And to be honest, I think we did quite a good job of uh, guessing mm. who was going to end up where. But uh, but anyway, Nick listened to the podcast, which I'm surprised about. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. And um, he um, sort of replied with with the league's thoughts. 
Hi guys, I was directed towards your latest podcast and listened to the first part about promotions and relegations. Fair comment is fair enough, but on this occasion I feel I should try to add some authenticity to your speculation. So first I'd like to point out the last sentence of Rule 23.4, bottom of page 11 of this is rule book, which states simply, no club will have two sides in the same division unless they are in the lowest division available. Which goes back to our thinking when we were t- when me and you were debating about kind of the possibility of a side being relegated and what would happen there. So Absolutely, kind of yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So the reasons for this catch-all rule are surely obvious and was a core part of why in recent years we had two streams, with first and third in one and second and fourth in another. And reverting to one big linear system, which now includes the ex-Birmingham League second 11s, the danger of two club sides in the same division was increased so the rule prevents this happening just imagine having for example two Albury sides in the same division and the problems complications and compromises that would cause for example it might have meant separate team registrations that'd be a nightmare wouldn't it two Albury teams yeah. <laughs> there'd be some short bowling <laughs> which might get up to shin high to Albury <laughs> <laughs> So to be clear, should a side be relegated into a division in which they already have an 11, that side will be relegated as well, and so on if necessary. And should a side, say a first 11, be relegated into a division in which its second 11 has finished in a promotion position, and technically they swap over, but the first 11 banner remains with the higher placed side. Ditto for thirds, fourths, etc. as well. That's interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah, really interesting. So that was something that we were talking about that's possible with Wellington having a first 11 in the Prem and Division 1. So if... Yeah. if, if so by effectively, some sort of miracle you stay they, with the same players, but they become yeah. first-team players. Yeah, yeah very interesting. Yeah. So creating fixed rules and set formulas for links between all divisions were also mentioned on your podcast with the view that this would probably become set in stone after next season. Really? Here's why I'm pretty sure this will never happen. Yeah, so we were thinking there that mainly we thought that after everything that had happened with the restructure, that these first two years would be the main years where we would see most upheaval with most changes. But um, obviously from this email we are seeing that basically it's just going to be every year is going to be kind of a bit like this with the league taking taking a look at what what points you have and also kind of in some teams cases how successful you've been on getting a full 11 out if you finish in the bottom three and you've finished a few points ahead of second from bottom and you've conceded a few games you know you are in you are in risk, especially if the league below you have got a top three who are really succeeding. I think that's what what we've learned, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I was sort of arguing that um, if you're third from bottom, you definitely shouldn't go down. Mm. But I sort of changed my mind a little bit having read this. Anyway, so, so he goes on. Let's assume a set rule is passed for three up, two down between Premier and Division 1 when a team goes up to the Birmingham League with no relegation back, as has just happened. Then we might have a hypothetical situation where the top two in Division 1 are miles clear, with third place in a close group a long way behind. A bit like Ponsby this year, maybe. Mm. Meanwhile, in the Premier, 11th place is way ahead of bottom, also in a cluster with several other teams. 
might it not be more appropriate to decide two up, one down in such a case? Third place doesn't really deserve to go up. Eleventh place doesn't really deserve to go down. That third place probably wouldn't be competitive in a Premier, and eleventh place would probably prove too strong for Division 1. Almost certainly wouldn't make for equal or competitive cricket the following season. I think that's a really valid point. Mm. Same kind of scenario applies if the rule was two up, one down, or four up, three down, and the other way around as well if a team comes back from the Birmingham League with no side going up. Sometimes the differentials aren't as clear-cut as the example I've just given, and the principles around two up and two down are always to the forefront of the minds of the decision-makers with everything coming down to a democratic vote anyway. Mm. Furthermore, it's not feasible to make rules for every future possibility, such as when a Premier team falls, like Brosley in January last year. If a fixed rule existed that the next in line has to step up, then a totally underprepared knock-in would have been sacrificed at late notice on the altar of expediency. Currently, Nick, you'll have to explain what the altar of expediency is, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Currently, if persistent rumours are to be believed, there are three Premier Clubs being threatened with losing their grounds. We'll need choices if the unexpected strikes, not hard and fast rules. Yeah, so I think one of the main things to go over there, if we go up to the previous uh, paragraph, is kind of clubs folding, but also kind of things going down to a vote. So we have actually had correspondence with other members who've kind of told us about the decision making and how that's made. Um, so basically they have a a panel of seven people who are on the panel and if you are if you are a part of a club so for example if I was on the panel which I'm not um, whenever Alberbury are concerned whether it be first 11 second 11 or third 11 or whoever I mainly play for so if I mainly play for Alberbury second 11 for the season I will not be allowed to vote in any part of the division 5 voting um, but they try and have seven seven people at each vote to make sure that it is kind of like unanimous and the majority rules. It's a way that, you know, you can't just sit there and say, if, if I was part of the committee and Alberbury got promoted, you can't go, well, the reason they got promoted was because James is on the committee because I don't have a vote. Mm. But cynic, cynics around could say that me being in the room itself could have a sway on other people's decisions. But... Anyway, So, for further down the division, frankly, set rules would be crazy. It's even more important to have flexibility and breathing space to make considered judgments without being tied down by straitjacket rules that might defy good reason, common sense or just plain maths. Decisions are made by committee people with lengthy cricketing backgrounds and they're not random or drawn out of a hat. Last year, 2018, we had 10 sides either resign or expelled followed by a major revamp with three sets of teams being mixed in together. This year it's when promoted, one resignation and two expulsions. In making the placements, we have to decide how the overall numbers influence the number of teams in divisions towards the end of the structure. Look at points totals in determining how many teams go up and down and try to get as much balance as possible to create proper competition in all divisions. That's exactly what we've been saying really mm. throughout, isn't it? That mm-hmm. you need to look at if there's three or four teams, which they have done, mm. that are 
way ahead of everyone else, yeah. then promote all three or all four, as, as, as they did in Division 5, is what we'll I, go to. I think what we've got to think of as well is that uh, these people who are making the decisions, they do have their fingers in many pies, and they are talking to other people and people in the know about what these teams have done throughout the season. So it's not kind of just a looking at stats, it is they are asking players about things, which is the, the main thing of interest for me, so yeah. yeah. And Nick finishes it really well. So we feel being boxed is counterproductive and improvisation is essential. We don't get everything correct 100% of the time, but it's not for lack of trying. We resit our clairvoyancy exams annually. Regards, Nick, SCCL, Chairman of the Membership and Structure Subcommittee. I thought it was a great email to me. So just really clarify their thinking. And let me emphasise once again, we never ever, or I certainly don't, have a go at the league and the way they go about their, their job. I think you do a sterling job. Mm. Definitely. You're always going to upset someone mm. you know, when you make these decisions. Yeah, I think I think I speak for most people in which we say it's been, you know, it must be a bloody tough job. And we are going to go on and debate and talk about what's happened and talk about all the debate points. Like we've said, we aren't any part of the league. It's but we we do have information to hand. But we are going to talk about the pros and cons and view our thoughts. And yeah, with that little intro, I think there's no other way. But then let's get started, guys. Okay, so let's talk about the restructuring. So something that we've been through on another podcast, but we have in the Premier Division, Quat First Eleven, Werfield First Eleven, Sentinel First Eleven, Wellington, Newport, Whitchurch. Ludlow, Maidley, Oscott Heath, and then our three promoted sides, Shelton first eleven, Shrewsbury second eleven, Frankton first eleven. Then in Division One, you have St George's and Bowmere who have been relegated in our teams who have stayed in the division, Shifnal second eleven, Newtown first eleven, Ponsby first eleven, Bridgenall twos, Beacon first eleven, Alberby first eleven. Knockin' first eleven, Wellington second eleven, Chirk first eleven, and Werfield second eleven are the three sides who are promoted. General thoughts from everyone? No surprises. No surprise. I think no surprises be, at all. I think the Prem is going to be a very strong league this year, possibly stronger than last year. Division one will be interesting to see how St George's get on if they keep all the players, mm. and I think Shifnal twos will really. They'll be biting a bit this year to get back out there and mm. and try and push for promotion. I reckon. I think Division One's going to be stronger than last year as well. I think I both, think I think both I, divisions I agree, are getting stronger. You just hope that the top two divisions don't sort of pull too far away from yeah. Division Two yeah, in yeah. three. I'd like to see what Wellington and uh, Chirk, also Warfield, give to that well, league as well. Warfield yeah. seconds were playing our seconds two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, last in, season, in yeah. reserve Division One, so they're playing our first next year. So that, mm. that shows. So there's hope for you, Joss. <laughs> Still hope for you, yeah. No, no, there isn't. Oh, there is. I'm a good scorer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the Prem and Div 1, and obviously we don't want to give too much away because we do have a pre-season preview to record. But yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how those sides go. And right, let's get into it. This is your 2020 restructure of the Shropshire County Cricket League. So, here we go. Your 2020 Shropshire County Cricket League restructure that came out just yesterday or two days ago, if you're listening to the podcast. Division 2. Two sides who have come down from Division 1. Kund first 11. A side who I think, you know, may kind of feel a little bit hard done by. Even though they finished second bottom 
given that some sides in other divisions weren't relegated because they were closer to other sides, you know, Kunz were very close to three or four other teams above them. So they can kind of find themselves a little bit hard done by here, but they are down along with Ellesmere first 11, a side who started the season, I think would be right to say not the best, but kind of improved as it went on. Then they are joined by last season second division teams in Littleshaw first 11, Fortin first 11, Montgomery first 11, Schiffnell third 11, St George's second 11, Sentinel second 11, then there's three sides promoted from Division 3. Oswestry, who were champions, Oswestry 2nd 11. Shelton 2nd 11. Ludlow 2nd 11. They were your top three from Division 3 last season. And filling in, in 12th position, the champions of Division 4, who have been given a double promotion. Yes, you heard me right, a double promotion. Chelmarsh 1st 11. So... What are your initial thoughts on that, Joss? Um, well, looking at social media, obviously, there's a big controversy around the double promotion, but um, let Chamosh prove themselves in Division 2. You know, If they're good enough to be there, they'll stay there. Mm. And, and ditto at the top of the league, Kund. Very sad to see them relegated, but um, I'd say if they're good enough, they'll come back up, and I hope they do, because mm. they're a good bunch of people. Look at the other teams there. I think Montgomery first will will push they've got some good players there mm. I think Sentinel seconds they probably by their standards mm. probably had a disappointing season last year but I, but I think that they can they can push mm. and Shelton if you know obviously they first got promoted to the Prem so they, they may look to recruit in the, in the winter if they do it'll have a knock on effect on their seconds mm. so they they might well be up there yeah I just I just think about that Joss even if the uh, first eleven at Shelton don't recruit that much. I still think that their their, their twos can can challenge in Division Two with the squad they've got. I mean, any recruitment will help naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think they may surprise one or two clubs um, in Division Two. I've got to be honest, even yeah, with their with their yeah, current their good, current squad. Yeah, good point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Andy, what are your thoughts on Division Two? Yeah, I think it's a very strong, it's a very strong league. Uh, obviously, uh, with uh, with Kund, my ex club, uh, going down. Uh, I think they'll be, uh, I think they'll be very disappointed. Um, but at the end of the day, as we said before, I think we all agreed on it. Bottom two from the league, you've got to expect to go down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's a few things there as well. I mean, I mean, well, a little thing that uh, I noticed on the the Kun side of things was uh, not having a scorer this season. Um, you know, it's it's cost them about twenty points this season, which mm. you know is a shame. But it does just shows to all clubs out there. If you're in Division One, you know you've got to have a scorer, and it gains your points. You mm. know, uh, the rest of the league. I mean, Sentinel. We, I, I agree with what uh, what Josh said. I think we really need to, you know, improve on on last season. I think we had a disappointing season, but we're looking to recruit, and not just in the first team, in the second team, and the third team. Mm. Uh, and also, as I say, I mean, seeing the other teams in there, some strong teams, Shelton. Are they going to be a good side in there? And the teams previous, Monty, Lillishaw, definitely. But Chelmarsh for me, definitely the standout. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what they get up to this season. Yeah, interesting kind of what you're bringing up about the scorer, really. You know, Division 1 are going to be looking at being kind of everyone preparing in case you do go up for the Premier Division. So it's kind of 
getting its own new rules possibly and uh, the implications of that and also having a score adjust all those rules might apply to Division 1 next season anyway because mm. we had Albury had their AGM last week or earlier this week I should say and um, you know, we had to vote on whether or not we want to adopt those rules which are the likes of having um, digital scoring online scoring live online scoring electronic scoreboards it, it, it's a big deal I think for some clubs mm. it'll be interesting to see how that goes it's been fantastic in the Prem, I must say. It's and been a revelation knowing how other teams are doing. Yeah, that last game of the season was phenomenal, by the I, way. I think I think one of the things you've got to look at is that sometimes a lot of these clubs will look at it as kind of like, oh, all these things happening. But once they happen, you know, it, well, these are things that I, I don't think clubs should look at them as bad things necessarily but it's things that will eventually move the clubs on to be bigger clubs and stronger clubs and mm. kind of it's a way of kind of encouraging teams to become stronger and invest in themselves kind of thing but also find if they can't afford it kind of trying to find mm. ways of being able to yeah I get that but, but I mean using Albury as an example obviously because it's all I know on Saturday at the moment <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicky Morris fantastic scorer our, our scorer she does it because she enjoys the crack, if you like, in inverted commas. She enjoys yeah. hanging out with the boys. If we adopt these rules from the Prem, then she's going to be sat apart and not, mm. not part of the... What, what Community. She enjoys. Community. Yeah. 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 That, that's the reason she does it. She feels part, part mm. of the yeah. Saturday afternoon vibe, uh, if you like. Yeah, I think out of all the rules, that's possibly one of the ones that's kind of most debatable because there are people who do scoring just for the fact of being a part of it mm. and kind of helping out and kind of like but they like doing it on pen and yeah. paper yeah. and with the, the team yeah. Yeah. It's, de- yeah. it's definitely something we could talk about mm. in, in further episodes isn't it this is a yeah. big conversation we could have yeah. future, future. yeah so we, we definitely we, we're going to have uh, one of our future episodes is going to be about kind of like scoring and we're going to taught some fantastic people including someone from Shropshire who uh, had the benefit of uh, scoring in the ashes so we get and she is a member of the Shropshire scoring group and uh, also we're going to be talking to some umpires and getting their take which will hopefully clear up some things before the season starts but yeah um, so that's kind of division two and takes and thoughts on the well the main the main story here guys I think the main talking point is Chalmash and they're going into division two yes they? So big, big step up. Yeah, so so, so my weeks. opinion is it's a tricky one, isn't it? Mm. There's there's probably no right or wrong answer and someone is always going to be upset. Um I think you look at their squad and it probably is a division 2 squad. Mm. I think I think that's a fair comment. I, I'm not sure that I, I think Rochester can be a little bit hard done by um by being relegated into Division Three at the expense of a double promotion, I think that's what's probably irked the club a little bit. Is 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 that, is that fair to say? Yeah, irked yeah, the club yeah, a little yeah, bit. I mean, look, yeah. Looking on social so, media, they, they've reacted quite strongly. I think. Yeah. So, so we we're not so much surprised that Rochester have have been relegated. I think yeah, it's I think it's that, I think yeah. it's the case of who's replaced them and where they've come from I think that's yeah. the, the talking point I think, I think um, you look at you look at things and I mean I don't I think they made it a lot easier for the committee uh, with conceding games and uh, not fulfilling uh, a full quota of players per game um, mm. but I am I mean I am slightly surprised on a double promotion to relegate them but mm. you know it, it's brutal it, it probably, every decision's it, been brutal it probably has it? made it a lot easier for the committee to say well 
you know, Division Two, if you're conceding games, you know, maybe Rockstar. I mean, I feel personally that I think Rockstar will do well in Division Three, and mm. it could be a blessing in disguise. I mean, yeah. there might be players exactly, that want exactly to play right, Division exactly, Two, yeah. but it could be a blessing. I mean, exactly. Who start to win games? You know, it may. Yeah. Um, it's been mentioned that they were. They conceded a game, and also they're playing side some games without eleven players. But yeah, also, yeah. kind of like this has kind of been a theme. But also, kind of going on to Twitter. Um, so uh, Dan Harris had put um, basically we put up on uh, Twitter saying um, a new day. How's everyone doing after having slept on yesterday's developments? And Dan Harris, a player from Roxeter, um, said no change. Still incredibly. <laughs> off by the decision and language we'll James <laughs> sorry and will continue to make my thoughts heard as we already have done in comments to the committee um, nothing against either Wem or Chelmarsh who were obviously both impressive last season to which um, Piers Rowanhorst replied to Dan Harris saying do you realistically think that your team is good enough or strong enough for division two how many games did you concede last season? Which is Ooh. quite uh, an interesting mm-hmm. comment. I think Charlie Reese yeah. of Condover said that he played both Chelmarsh and Wem second 11s last season. And both teams were far too good for the divisions they were in, especially Wem would have probably walked the division above. I think it's good decision for the double promotion to both sides, but can understand Roxeter's disappointment we also had someone else um who i'm trying to find frantically now who also um agreed and said that they saw chelmarsh play and um kind of looked at them and thought that they were you know (laughs) definitely two leagues below Mm. now going on to chelmarsh's stats they have six players who scored over 200 runs three players who scored well, four players who scored over 300 runs with their two top run scorers. Connor Glenn Denning scored 1,139 runs last season. Stephen Saylor, 818. Charlie Fensom scored 470. You know, averages of 81, 136, you know, 25, 25. And, you know, 20. So it's obviously showing that they're a side who have walked the league and, you know, maybe need that challenge of divisions above. Well, I, I haven't played Chelmarsh, I don't think, ever, actually, to be honest. But I played against Wem Seconds in Division 5 for, for, for Albury Seconds. And they were very, very strong. And I think they'll fit in well in Division 3. Cool. Uh, I, I wish yeah. them luck in that, to be honest. Because, mm. you know, they've got players that would easily get in our ones. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in Division 1, so... Can I just say, uh, on the, the Twitter thing, um, I mean, I... I, I'm a firm believer I back the league on whatever they do um, whether other people think it's right or wrong um, at the end of the day I, I don't think it should be all over social media that's one thing I will say um, obviously I think they are cracking down a little bit the league on social media uh, but some of the comments that have been put on Facebook and Twitter I, I just don't think they're right you shouldn't you shouldn't be putting that on Facebook Twitter mm. you should be uh, messaging the league uh, and, and if they have a problem talk to the league and I'm sure the league will reply with what you want to hear you know uh, obviously people are passionate about cricket aren't they people are really mm. passionate and they are going to be upset where they're playing and it will determine whether players are going to leave clubs because players want to play the highest level they can play I think 
Sorry, go on. Uh, no, I should say, um, I think if you perhaps put yourself in someone like Dan Harris's shoes, and yeah, I'm not maybe condoning some of the comments he's made on social media, but he is rockster through and through. He has done his absolute best for the club in tough, tough times, you know, losing players like Simon Jones, for instance. Um, Nick Bevan. Go, Nick, <laughs> Nick Bevan, yeah, not, not so unfortunate. Matt Bevan, Matt Bevan yeah, absolutely. Um, trying, trying to get games on, even with nine, ten players. It's impressive. You have to yeah. take your hat off to it. And a relegation is a kick in the teeth. That is a kick in the teeth because he's done his absolute best for that club to keep just to keep them yeah. afloat. But on social media, just uh, all, all I'm saying yeah, is, I mean, yeah, and it's, yeah. I'm not just saying it, it's, it's completely wrong. I'm just saying, just be careful because the league, I don't think, will take it very well. You and have to accept. I, I don't, I don't like personal comments. Don't forget, well. the league aren't paid for what they do. No, they do it. And they're, they're always going to yeah. upset people. And just so, you know. and on on what James said earlier, there is two places there for people who yeah. can join yeah. the committee. And if you have something to say, mm. just go join and join them. the committee Correct. because Absolutely. they they want more people in the committee and more views because mm. people's views is is what cricket's about. This mm. is why we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we put our point of views across, and we want you to come back to us and give your point of view. That's what we're doing this for. Yeah, so Rockster complained to the committee, well, to the league, and um, what the league came back with was that um, basically Chalmers had um, earned a double promotion after taking Division 4 by storm, and uh, the fact that Chalmers, a club on the up, who have just formed a second eleven. What if Glendening and Zayla leave this winter? Yeah, I was going to say that. Good questions, yeah. Ludlow's. They, they do. They, they oh, I wouldn't call them two-man club. But they're quite heavily reliant on. Yeah, two I mean, I mean, they're going to have offers. Lot. They're going to have offers. Yeah, yeah, could happen. Yeah. Anyway, going back to what was said is that Ludlow second eleven um, with three hundred twenty-two points went up. Um, so Rockster lost out. Um, Rockster lost thirteen games of the nineteen played and conceded a match and played some games short-sided. They had less games rained off more than any other side in the bottom half of Division 2, which gave them extra chance to win extra points. They gained less than 200 points whilst another club was relegated with over 200. Yeah, but other clubs could pick up five points from postponements. It was a close call. Which is more and, than perhaps Rockstar could get. And they were a little unlucky, but we have to make tough decisions. And that is... That is that's what basically it is. what yeah. the league have said to Rockstar after the league the league will not have sent them down uh, personally you know yeah, the and league, they, and the they wouldn't doing it because they, they feel people. it's right it's yeah just, and it's certainly not done on a whim it would have yeah. been it would absolutely would have been discussed exactly, at length yeah, yeah. every club will be gutted i mean say i think st george's were gutted they got relegated mm. but if you're in the position or you're miles behind say third even third bottom and you're miles behind there's, there's always a chance you're going to get relegated. Oh, and I keep on saying it. If they're good enough to be in Division 2, they'll get promoted again. I've said on the podcast previously, I, I'm, not, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that theory. I think it's a lot easier to finish 10th in Division 2 than 1st in Division 3. But, if we but we, will see. One, we, we will see. So let's move on to Division 3. <laughs> Starting with the team that we've talked about the most. And one that's been the most spoken, well, probably the second most spoke about on Twitter. Um, 
we start with Roxeter, who we were kind of, we put in our graphic, if you'd have seen, we put a graphic up at the end of last season in September, which kind of had what we thought maybe the ups and downs and the potential teams in danger. And we actually did put Roxeter in danger, but we only thought that because we thought that Kund may stay up and that they would promote three and that would be why Roxeter would go down and not because they would relegate Kund and promote Chalmash. But that's another story whatsoever. All Brighton and Welshpool, two sides that we thought would go down, have gone down. Willie, uh, first 11. Wellington, third 11. Church, Aston, Newport, second 11. Harpers and Frankton, second 11, are the sides who are in Division 3, who have stayed in Division 3. Then, promoted from Division 4, Wheaton, Aston, a side who, again, I think we predicted that would go up. And our second surprise... Maidley second eleven have been promoted. Not mainly because their points were close, but kind of again we thought with all the situation we thought it may just be Chelmarsh and Wheaton Aston who have gone up, but they have gone up and they are joined by Wem second eleven, the champions of Division Five. So, talking about what you were talking about earlier, let's start with you, Joss Elliott. What are your thoughts? The promoted sides into Division Three. Uh, promoted sides. Um, to be honest, I haven't got a lot of experience about Wheaton Aston or Maidley Seconds. I wish them well. I played against Wem Seconds in Division Five, as I mentioned earlier. Um, against Ben Peel. Ben Parry. They are very, very strong, and I think they'll do well in Division Three. I, th- I think they'll be top half, if not better, to be honest, because. As I mentioned earlier, I think there's a few of their players would walk into our first team who are in Division 1, albeit, albeit, by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. But they're strong. They're, they are strong. They, they deserve to be to be there, definitely. OK, so something that was brought up by one of our Twitter followers, Andrew Flan. Um, what about all the teams who have been kind of like in the mid-table? So, for example, Willie first 11 and also kind of like Trisel who have finished third in the division and Willie finishing fourth in division three then being jumped over by sides like Wem and Chelmarsh who've got into divisions above what how would you feel if you were one of those teams do you would you feel hard done by would you feel that you haven't Mm. finished in those top positions so you can't really feel too bad about it because there was quite a gap between both sides in their promote i think i I think you could just look at dan harris's twitter and you can probably answer that question yeah exactly if i'm being honest i think a lot of clubs will feel hard done by but uh as you say with uh charlie who, who messaged he said when we're far stronger and he would have thought they would win that league if they were in it this year um, one thing I would say is possibly it has affected the committee's choice uh, with when being in the Birmingham league they're going to have to recruit aren't they mm-hmm. so I would have thought their twos will be a bit stronger mm-hmm. um, so maybe they have thought about it and said well when yeah they need to be in a higher league but mm-hmm. I mean I've always been surprised how low when seconds have been because their firsts have always been such a strong side mm. and, and there is players that play in the twos that have to come up to the ones when they're short. Mm. Ben so, so Yeah, Ben <laughs> Peel. Um, so, so being a, a team in Division 5 was always going to be it's difficult gap, when you've yeah. got, say you've got three players away, you've got to fill three spaces mm. and they always seem to do well, don't they? So, do you know what, Andy? I think you're absolutely bang on there because obviously we spoke to Ben Peel and Harry Chandler and they were sort of 
very keen, weren't they, for their twos to be playing at a higher level? Obviously, they haven't got any any influence in this decision, no. but particularly them being in the Birmingham League, I think I think you're right. I think the league have perhaps looked at that mm-hmm. um, and, and tried to make them a little bit closer. I don't think it's a massive difference, but yeah. it's uh, but it's no, a little it's a, bit. It's a really valid point that I'm probably recruiting because they said themselves they're going to look to recruit. They, 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 want, they I, wanted I, three, didn't I think, they? I think yeah. they're going to have. We're going to have three from the first playing in the second. Exactly. Three players that played in Premier League last season. Yeah. Playing in whichever division their second to play in. I think they they also have a they also have a couple of players that I I think I think don't play a lot of cricket and do fill in a little bit as well. Mm. Uh, But I'd say their their seconds are definitely strong. From everything I've heard, they're a strong side. I think I think to be honest, I think if you ask any person who played in Division Five last season, they have no issue with when second eleven Brosley, Condover, Mark and Drayton all going up. And to be honest, it was something that we'd even kind of mentioned in previous podcasts whether you would be able to double promote Brosley mm. Condover when because they are that good mm. and to be honest we faced sides that played in Division 3 last season and gave them good games and when Brosley Condover Mark Drayton completely smashed us this year well we beat Mark Drayton but the only reason we kind of beat them was because we had a very very strong side out with some very regular first 11 players in it but then you look at Wem and they kind of, the reason they were in Division 5 last season uh, was because they'd finished third from bottom, mm. only 20 points ahead of Montgomery, who have actually got relegated into Division 6, and they were 20 points behind Alberbury, who finished fifth last season. So you could see why they were kept in Division 5, because then the league had kept the bottom four in the reserve Division 1 and put them in Division 5, and the rest in Division 3 with the top three then going into Division 2, which has been proven with Warfield second eleven going up, and then the other two sides finishing mid-table, but then you've kind of, and then you've got Wellington third eleven who have also done well in that league, and Frankton second eleven who have also done well in Division 3, but then you've kind of got Quatter who have been the only side who have been relegated really, so Quatter and Montgomery 2, so the only two sides who have been relegated from that old reserve Division 1. Well, I think you can also say that, I mean, I think I saw something on social media that Willie were a bit upset that um, Chelmarsh had been promoted ahead of them from mm. the division below. But realistically, if you finish fourth and you don't get promoted, you you can't complain. Mm. I, I gotta it's, say, it's yeah, a bonus I, if you do. I, I agree with you there, and I, I mean, do, do Willie really want to go up into that league and then possibly be the whipping boys? I mean, you've got to look at the gap. The gap's a big thing mm. that you've said. Mm. I mean, you brought it up a lot, James. Like the gap is, is probably something they look at quite a lot. If there yeah. is a big gap, uh, and also wins, you know, mm. it's gonna make it's gonna affect their decision, isn't it? it? Is, speaking it, speak, sorry, yeah. speaking of gaps, just out of curiosity, how many points did Wem finish ahead of Brosley Condover? Um, I think Wem Wem this season finished 150 points ahead of Alberbury, and Alberbury were in fifth place, and Alberbury finished 20 points ahead of them last season. And that gives you an idea no, of, the, of the switch. We need to know about off the, off the top of my head. Wem finished on 395 points. Okay, well that, that was my point. That's that's two wins. That's fair enough. I was just going to wonder whether Brosley could feel hard done by about not a double promotion. That as was well. a really strong league but, as well, wasn't but, it? Yeah, yeah, but but absolutely, t- you know, forty-two yeah. points is so okay. If you look at it, if you look okay. at it, when second eleven pretty much finished on near on 400 points. Yeah, okay. Brosley yeah, finished yeah. on 353, Condover 340, Market Drayton. 71 points. And on the same on, on the same view, yeah. 
What, how many points did Willie finish behind the top three? Uh, Willie, Just on curiosity. Um, so the top three in Division 3, Oswestry 2nd, 363, Shelton 329, Ludlow finished 322, and Willie finished on 289. So they pretty much finished... 33 points behind it. It's not a huge points. gap. Thanks, that's the answer we wanted. <laughs> yeah. It's not a huge gap, but it's... It's more than a win. Yeah. It's, you know... And when finishing well clear, I think, as I say, you know, we can, I think we can move on from it. I well, think Wem we're, we're definitely, not here to criticise what the league yeah, have done. Yeah. But they're definitely, I think it, it was definitely in their mind, their first have been promoted to the Birmingham League. Mm. Uh, and I think they're two of them really well. And I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised with it. Mm. I was, I've always been surprised on the double moves, and but to, I'm not to surprised. Be, to be honest, even regardless, had Wem not been promoted, yeah. they were good enough to go up. Two divisions, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I think I mean, even, okay. even Bro- with a double Condover, Mark and Drake will all also be sides who will. To be honest, I think look at I mean, the sides how they recruited. I mean, they will be at the top. Someone shoot me down for me if I'm wrong, but um, Brosley, Condover, and Mark Drayton were they not all playing Premier in the last? Five been, no, 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 no. We've said this in an earlier podcast when I wasn't here. They said Condover played Premier. Div one or Div one? Div one. And that's their first teams in Division Five. So they have they were Div one, and they've still got players that did play then. I think a few of the clubs have like we've talked about a lot all the way through. Like Market Drayton have got some older players back. I think Condover have kept. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pretty similar, similar side plus a few it? youngsters. So, you know, we're not surprised. Brosley, mm. they had they gained a fair few players by the look of yeah, them. Yeah. Absolutely. Come back. I, so, I don't think anyone around this table yeah. minds those three going into the no, four. They're absolutely not at all. On. And I, and I like the point with um, Wem's double promotion. I don't think it hurts mm. that the league are supporting Wem going into the Birmingham League. I, I don't yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, mind yeah. that. I absolutely, like the fact that they're yeah. supporting. A Shropshire club like into the Birmingham League, I, I, if, if, I if they are. I agree, I agree with that to an extent, but I think also that when have been promoted to Division Three, just purely on what they are as a side. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's yeah. not. The, it's just to do with that. But we move on to Division Four, which is kind of we've kind of started talking about anyway. We've got the two relegated sides from Division Three, Quat Second Eleven. Now the thing with Division Four, the, the thing with Division Three was last season is that we lost Hinstock with two or three games to go, which had a massive impact on the league, which meant that any side that had taken any points from Hinstock, it had them removed, which then put Quat and Hodnett into the bottom two, which has then seen them both relegated. 
Trisel and Seisden are the first of the sides who are in Division 4 who have stayed there. Trisel having finished 31 points behind Wheaton Aston who are in second, but they also finished 90 points behind eventual winners Chelmarsh. Acton Reynolds, Iscoid Friends Bank, Calvall, Friends of the Podcast, Bridge North 3rd 11, Bishop's Castle and Kai Glass 1st 11, all sides who finished in Division 4 last season who have stayed there. Then the three promoted sides, Brosley, Condover, Market, Drayton. So, first question I would like to ask is Kai Glass. Having finished second from bottom in their league last season, do we think that they are lucky to have survived considering that Quad second 11 and other teams who have finished second to last have not survived? We shall start with Joss. Well, I'll have to counter that with a question to you. What do you have to do to be deemed a friend of the podcast? <laughs> Buy bat stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Donate on the on the, on the new website. Has to have played for you. <laughs> I, I played for you, or kind of, you know, you you've been on the podcast. So Ben Peel, Harry Chandler, <laughs> friends of the podcast, Werfields, cricket players who we chatted to, friends of the podcast, people who Charlie Rogers, friend of the podcast, people, people people who contribute to the podcast. Lee Pickford, goat. <laughs> Michael Turner. Okay, <laughs> so going back to your question, sorry, so Division 4, um, Kai Glass, um, I think they've got a, a long season ahead of them. It wouldn't have done them any harm to go down, I think, no disrespect to Kai Glass. Um, I think having played against them in friendlies recently and knowing who plays for their first team, and having played against Brosley, Conley, and Market Drayton last year, I think they'll struggle against all three of those promoted absolutely teams. I just want to put it out there that I think them three could be the top three next season yeah. you know what do yeah, 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 yeah. you know what you've beaten me to it, it. Yeah, I was, I I was absolutely going to say that I think those three league. and quad twos yeah. I, don't, I don't know how strong quad seconds are because I haven't played them I don't know what's happened to um, Tiverton they've obviously um, folded because it's now Hodnet and Peplo <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what they put on the bloody thing, isn't it? They put on it in Pat Place. So, Tim and Tim then. So, there's a pun there. <laughs> the tumbleweed blowing all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Acton Mellon, I hope Acton Mellon will do well. They should do well. They um, they had a, a reasonable season last year. Cause I, I played for them indoor as um, as double winners last season. How's it going this year? Andy. Okay, everyone lost one. Who was that against? <laughs> We're the champions <laughs> till the end of the season, mate. <laughs> um, I think that a couple of their key players underperformed last year. So if they if they get their get their um, getting geared this year, I think mm. they they could they could challenge this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I'm I'm not looking past those those three that came up yeah. and Quat and Quat. Yeah, yeah, I think Quart, I, 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 I I agree. I think that, I think that'll be the top four. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I think, think that's a great well. shout. Mm. I think mm. the teams in the middle. It's going to be like a. I'm not trying to say it's going to be a two-tabled league, but um, obviously them four sides stand out to me, and uh, the rest of the teams. All in a minute, it's going to be a fight, isn't it? A massive mm, dog fight in the middle. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. stay up, and I think it could be any of them. Too. I think Kai Glass ones. I think it could struggle a little bit. Um, being I think honest, we are good good friends with all the Kai Glass lads. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are good. Me and a few mates have been on uh, tours with them in the past. They're good, good lads. Mark Gary Davis is a great friend of ours. 
Yeah, I think I think one of the things that has come across on Twitter is that you know there are quite a lot of people who are in a part of Quat who kind of feel like they haven't deserved to have gone down, and obviously, kind of if Hinstop would have stayed in the division, Quat would have finished third bottom instead of second bottom and stayed up and kind of stayed or, or up. Or is this all to do with double promotion again with Wem as well? Yeah, it probably yeah. is, isn't it? So, so it's, they, they it's, can feel hard done by, can't they? And obviously, as a club who are you know second. Uh, and potentially last game, I think they could have got promoted, couldn't they? Or or was it just Warfield and one that could get promoted? I think it was penultimate. Yeah, game, but it, it comes down to the last game. They finished second, uh, so you know, it's one of them. You want your second team to be as high as you can, and for Wem, that's a massive benefit being a league above. Mm. I mean, you look at all the top clubs in that league; they're, they're mm. all in the top three, aren't they? Top three leagues, really. Mm. Uh, and the teams that are struggling, like Bo- Boma, though, seconds division six. Yeah, exactly. That's something we've so, said in so the past. Your second it? teams, it's it's a big part of your your club. When your first team is struggling for a player and they're going to your seconds to bring a player up, you want them to be playing a good level, don't you? I think you're right. I think it's just a little bit of a kick in the teeth, isn't it? For for yeah. it'll be a kick in the teeth for yeah. for quite. I know Craig will be very disappointed. He's quite outspoken, Craig. I've seen a few comments on Facebook and, he's put uh, and Twitter. He's on Twitter. But it's, well, it's, yeah. it's one of, he's, he's a, a guy who gets very emotional about these things. He loves the club. Uh, you can understand, it's the same as Dan Harris. It's a, yeah, another thing. Absolutely. I would say again, um, you, need, you need these passionate you, people. You need these passionate people, but social media is not the way forward because mm. you know the last thing we want to see is people getting banned from cricket. I know what it's like. At Sentinel, we had two players banned for the start of the season. Um, which was a shame, but you know, it, it it shouldn't happen really. I just I just want to put it out there that I think it's got to be reined in a bit. And if you've got an issue, speak to the league, please. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I think I think one of the, one of the issues for Quat's second eleven is that they were kind of well, they were like I think it was eight points, eight points or something. Yeah, they were eight points behind Frankton, who finished ninth in that division, and Frankton have stayed up. Um, whereas you know, but so again, playing was, devil's advocate, still, they still, have finished below still, them. <laughs> yeah, but there was still there was still quite a healthy margin between them and Hodnett. Still, you know, mm. 40, 50, 60, 70, There was nearly thirty points between them and Hodnett, and yeah. kind of, you know, it's we're starting to work it out, though, aren't we? Sw- it's points honest, different. Quite, I'll say again, if they're good enough to. Being no. division, they'll get promoted. I, well, I'll say again that it's yeah. easy to finish <laughs> lower I, I, in the league above. I'm honestly, with Josh. Honestly, honestly, if, being, if being, being honest, though, you've you, you been assigned to the division. It's not the end of the world, is it? It's just playing that. Enjoy your cricket. Mm. If you go up, you go off. If you don't, and you don't. Yeah, so we, we, you know, we hope that obviously Quad do really well. Their second eleven do well, and they get the promotion from Division Four. But like we said, we, we, we've picked out the four teams that we think we may do well. But something that um, someone from Calverhall, Oliver Griffiths, um, had said. Um, is he a friend of the podcast? He is a friend of the podcast because he was on one of our very first ones. Good lad, um, what as a guest? Yeah, yeah, he, he talked to us Remotely. all about Calvary Hall cricket and. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you obviously don't know your cow corners very much, there, Jamie. But you you said, see me that I know cow corner very well. Thank you. He said, he says he doesn't agree with the double promotions. He said clearly both teams are good sides, but he felt that they should have been have have to have done it the normal way. Also, he feels that teams that finish tenth in twelve team divisions should feel really hard done by. Quat's second eleven only finished in the bottom two technically, which we've kind of yeah. Gone, I think we I think we agree which with we've that. We've kind of we? gone through, but yeah, it's obviously very interesting. But yeah, 
now we move on to the division everyone's been waiting for and that we're all really interested in, Division 5. So in Division 5, we have one relegated side, which is Church Stretton. So Church Stretton are the only side to be relegated from Division 4. Well, there's only been two divisions where there have been one side relegated. That was in Division 4 and Division 5, and that is Church Stretton, who finished well below everyone else. They finished on 116 points, 11th place in Division 4. Division 4 obviously lost another side. And the sides who have stayed in there are Alberbury, who finished 18 points behind promoted Market Drake. And then we've got Beacon 2nd 11, Newtown 2nd 11, Wellington 4th 11, Knockin 2nd 11, Much Wenlock 1st 11, and Whitchurch 2nd 11. We have then three promoted sides in Column 1st 11, Willie 2nd 11, and Gillsfield. So we have. Three sides who have come up from Division 6. We have Whitchurch, who finished second bottom, but actually finished quite a way off uh, bottom side Montgomery, who have survived, um, which is great. And, yeah, only one side come down. And what are your thoughts, Joss, on Division 5 as, a, well, as a division that you played the most in out of everyone on this table? I did indeed, yes. Um, I think next year, I think Albury seconds will challenge because um, of the four teams that finished above us obviously when seconds Brosley, Condover and Market Drake have all gone up which in theory makes us the best <laughs> well, yeah depending on, on the strength of Church Stratton who've come down mm. Church Stratton I, I know have been struggling with recruitment I hope that sorts itself out I hope, I hope they um, I hope mm. they perform well in Division 5. Do you know what? It's an interesting one, Church Stratton, isn't it? Because if you look at the three or four um, sort of the players that have left in the last three or four years, they could have had a, a very, very good side. Yeah, Tom yeah, Qureshi, yeah. Um, Tom and Ben Crump, Diddy Williams. I think there might be another one as well. But, what about, yeah. what about the wicket keeper who plays for Wellington? Yeah, the Ben Crump. That Charlie is. Yeah. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, yeah, Charlie, Charlie Reese as well, yeah. Oh, Charlie Reese. Charlie Reese, well yeah. done, Charlie. Friend of the podcast. At least I knew you were. <laughs> so it's a, it is a shame that yeah. they've, um, they've sort of... There's I some interesting teams in it, really, because like, looking at it, going back over the years, I mean, much one not, not long back, <laughs> a Prem's side, side. Yeah, yeah, uh, with a lot of very good players. Whitchurch is another one I, I keep saying about. We played you know, Whitchurch seconds at home yeah. and they had the, the Ed Watson, Watson Jones, was it? I was playing in the Warriors. Basically, they're, they're t- all right. Oh, <laughs> attitude. <laughs> the top four, all <laughs> The one time pick me all season. <laughs> in the top four, the lowest score was 70. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they wow. scored like 350 for three. Yeah. Or I mean, the thing with them they, is. They, they, they could have got relegated. It's, it's about recruitment with them because now Maz has gone there, which we've talked about before. Mm. Um, you know, that's another place now. They've got some good youngsters there. Uh, that, that's another. I think they could push up this year. club with a I massive think, gap between the, the first yeah, and the second. I think, yeah. I, think, I think when you look at Whitchurch and Wellington, for example, they had a lot of youth players. And it depends quite a lot on how they develop, but also kind of where they move into other teams. I think there's quite a gap between Whitchurch's second eleven and their first eleven. Mm. But kind of if the youth develop as well as well they 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 should do, then they could be really challenging. Much Wenlock had possibly one of the best opening bowlers I've faced this year, to be honest. I don't know I was in the first out of game. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you, you weren't, were you? <laughs> um, but no, yeah, absolutely fantastic bowler. Um, Oliver Piggott, a really good left arm bowler. Uh, really good, and obviously if they can continue with players like him, you know, they've they've got a chance and, you know, they're a big, they're a big area and they could, if they recruit well, you know, who's to say they can't do, you know, fantastic. And, mm. you know, Alderbury, we're a side who we would hope to be in that top few into contention. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, though, you need to look at the sides that have come up. I mean, Colin, I've got a good, um, good friend of some of the Colin boys. I, th- mm. I think they, they could. Um, yeah, well, they, they that was going to be something else. Gillsfield had a bad side, though. We know a few people from Gillsfield, don't we? Gillsfield have got a very good side, and yeah. you know the, the top three in Division Six were all very close. They were they were all switching places mm. in the last five five games. They, it was constantly flickering between the between the three. So they're just as good as each other, and I think they could. They could surprise a few people this season, and just, you know, just sorry, just going back onto Column. I think they've obviously created a second team as well. So, mm. so I don't know whether they're perhaps recruiting, whether they've got one or two more players coming in. I think they could perhaps be a bit of a surprise package in Division Five. Jamie's doing a really yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've got some. Yeah. They've got one or two experienced got players good as well. Kids. They've got um, lots of experience. Ben Tipton as well. Plays me indoor. Um, Brenton Ferry. He's, he's quality. To be fair, yeah, he was Division Six player, player of the Year. Good player. And, uh, he knows where to pitch the ball so more than Tim Cliff does yeah. <laughs> and I have to say it's a fact I have to say it is quite nice on this podcast to be able to talk about clubs who are doing the right thing you know we do tend to talk about clubs who have folded or some teams who aren't quite doing these things but teams like Column, you know and things like that who've, who are increasing in their membership and who are building and Putting the f- foundations right, Josh. It's great Absolutely. to see them. Uh, yeah, uh, and I went to watch the Rugby World Cup final at, at Colin at the Unton Club. Oh, I thought. And they've 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 got a great. No, I thought you were going to say Yokohama. They've got a great great um, closely knit community there, which is good to see. You know, a good bunch of boys. They get on with each other. Mm-hmm. They, they go out for beer. Win or lose, you know they're together and they mm. all eleven of them stay together all night. It's yeah. just uh, they're a good club. A good club doesn't mean eleven people that go on the piss all night. Mm. There's more to being a good club than that. But it just helps if you're trying to recruit Joss Elliott. So um, <laughs> um, any, how many offers have you had this winter, Joss? Uh, you can count them on no fingers. No hands. <laughs> Fair play to Colin though, and they did actually give away some of our bat stickers, Joss. They did. In fact, they awarded. The Cow Corner Bowling Award, I believe, to uh, to John Yardley. So well done, John. Yeah, well done, John. We kind of found out about this after it happened, which was quite interesting. But yeah, um, Division Five, I think, is going to be a really tight division next year, and one that we won't be able to predict. But we'll try and predict it in the preseason. Now we move on to Division Six. So Division Six. Um, Monty Twos were the only side relegated from Division 5 which isn't too much of a surprise because they there was such a big gap between them and other sides and they were also another side who kind of have been struggling but you know as a side local to Albury, I you know I find that quite a sad thing really but Monty is still developing and hopefully their second eleven come out stronger next year um, I think they've got a lot of youngsters involved as well so yeah. they're, they're, it's not like they're like playing people beyond their best, if you like. Yeah, like 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 you. Albury. <laughs> no, like Joss. I meant. Oh, oh, Joss. <laughs> I know what you meant. Joss I'm actually smashed up the second end of the season. He was class. 
Um, come Kunsek, so then in Division 6, we've got other sides who have stayed in the division who are Kunsek and 11, Shrewsbury 3rd 11, Ponsbury 2nd 11, Bowmere Heath 2nd 11, Harcourt 1st 11, Acton Reynolds 2nd 11. Then we've got four sides who have been promoted from Division 7 who are Lillishaw 2nd 11, Clannid Lois, Coton Hall, and All Scott Heath 2nd 11. Now, when we predicted this at the beginning, well, at the end of the season, we thought that three sides may go up. We thought that Lillishaw, Leonard Lois, and we thought there may have been a chance that Coton Hall may have gone up because there was like 30 points difference between them and Lanny, but, and Coton Hall were leading the way for quite a bit of the season. And, well, again, this is another league where the three sides were kind of interchanging. Lillishaw, Leonard Lois, and Coton Hall were kind of interchanging but the biggest surprise is kind of all Scott Heath getting promoted even even though they'd finished like 60 points behind second place but again they've done well they've gone up and it's fantastic you know and I, I, I miss something here Leonard Royce I'm sure I used to play against them for Acton Reynolds in Division 1 yeah they, they were they were for a, a long long time I don't know if they folded but I was going to say did um, they fold and refold the, the season when first of all I noticed they're that low to me the season when I was at Kunda we got promoted first to the Prem <laughs> we've been talking about them all season um, I've been ignorant yeah, when, we, <laughs> when we got promoted first to the Prem at Kund, uh landed Lois win our league and they were the one team there was one game called off all season and it was landed Lois and we bowled them out I think at home for about 50 knocked them off and we thought come on 24 points we're going to get promoted this season going to win the league called off for rain it was the only game all season I don't know what season it was but um, Rockster went on and won it but luckily they decided and they changed back then they sent two up it was the first time it happened and we went up we went up a second are you saying that postponement was dodgy? No, it pisses down in, uh, okay, in Lanark okay, a lot. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of rain out there. Okay. So, It'd be lovely in Shrewsbury, so, but pissing so down there. Things, things that I kind of took out of this is in Division 6, um, going back to kind of things that have gone from divisions before, is that the sides who are relegated, St George's got relegated from this division and they were on 147. Corvedale, 162, have gone down. But Acton Reynolds, second 11, have stayed up and Old Scott Heath, second 11, have gone up. But Acton Reynolds only finished six points above Corvedale. It's quite interesting, that. And we still, again, we still stick goes, with the, the two definitely go down. It goes, it goes, yeah, it goes, it goes against kind of the reasons why the league have promoted and demoted other sides, which is quite interesting there. So, you know... Do you feel unfortunate if you're Corvedale or do you feel lucky if you're Acton Reynolds? How do you, what do you think, Joss? As someone, oh, actually, let's ask Andy, as an ex Acton Reynolds player and, you know, um, who plays for Acton Reynolds indoor. Well, I've, uh, I've got to say, I've said it all the way through from the start. I think if you're in the bottom two, you, you know you're going down. Mm. Or you should know you're going down. Um, if you finish third bottom, it doesn't matter if you're six points above or 30 points above. I think. You know, it, it's harsh to go down. I mean, we talked about this all through the leagues. They've changed a lot, haven't they? And and yes, you can feel hard done by finishing third bottom. But to restructure these leagues, it's a lot of work for the committee. Mm. It's been hard work for them. But, you know, 
But if they've promoted four teams, if they relegate Acton Reynolds, they've got to promote five. Mm. So it, it, it's, they, it's almost or impossible. They, or do they you know, take another one from Division Five? They, they can and do, then but they it, take the take the second team o- out. Obviously, or? they've talked long and hard about it, and you know, you you can't promote too many teams. You you can't mm. relegate too many teams. Do you do you then think? Do you then think Whitchurch be Whitchurch's first eleven being in the Prem has saved their second eleven, Jamie? Yes, uh, yeah, I do actually. I think. You know, we mentioned Wem earlier, uh, trying to get their seconds closer to the first team. Um, do you know what? I, I, I think possibly, yeah. But just going back a second, you know, it would be harsh to promote, not harsh, sorry, it would be sort of strange to possibly promote five teams. Mm. But I think mm. what we have learned tonight, or in the last couple of days, is that the league are not particularly interested in a two up two down structure I don't I don't think they're interested um, in that and that's and that's fair enough I yeah. think we understand that now I think they'd like to just build to, themselves just, just I think I think clarity. they'd like to build yeah. themselves towards yeah. that but I yeah. think they look at it at the moment and they're just trying to get the best teams yeah, absolutely. in the best league and make it the best we're, 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 we're looking at points it's not two up two down it's get around the right division as quickly as you can Yeah, but I think realistically that's what the league would want I would have thought just for well, clarity, we don't know that. Just for clarity on the five divisions, is that Ludlow actually finished only seventeen points behind Old Scott, which is you know compa- compared to the gap between Old Scott and Coton Hall, which was twenty nine twenty eight. You know that does obviously that does again kind of lead that push. But hey, let's move on to Division Seven where we can continue this. So, Corvedale and St George's third eleven are the only sides from Division Six who have come down. Ludlow third eleven, Keyside, Quat third eleven, and Shiftop fourth eleven are the four sides who have stayed in Division Seven. Then, in Division Seven, we have Beacon third eleven, Church second eleven, and Allscott third eleven, who have been promoted from Division Eight, and Hinstock who were oh. dumped out of Division 3 have found themselves in Division 7. So instead of going from Division... Well, two big talking points here outside of kind of the promote who's been promoted and relegated here is that, first of all, Hinstock have gone from Division 3 and instead of going into Division 8 have jumped straight into Division 7 but also the second talking point is that instead of changing Division 6 and Division 7 into two 10-team leagues, they've decided to turn Division 5 and Division 6 into 11-team leagues and keeping Division 7 and 8 to 10-team leagues. But also, something else that they were discussing was put the possibility of turning Division 7 and Division 8 into one 18-team league and Division 5 and Division 6 into two 12-team leagues, which they've decided not to do. So they've kept Division 7 and 8 as 10-team leagues, Division 5 and 6 are now 11-team leagues, and he can stop going into Division 7. So, Joss, let's have your thoughts on this, please. Well, I'm quite curious about the Hinstock um, affair, if you like, because they were... Division three at the end of the last well, when they when they folded in inverted commas and they were towards the bottom of division three, I believe. So had they maintained the status quo, they'd have been in division four next year, being relegated. Mm. But they decided to fold and then rejoin. I think they got expunged, didn't they, for folding too many games, didn't they? Oh, is that right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 okay. 
It, I know what you so, mean though it does so, seem strange so they've gone division 3 to 7 so, so they, they, they rejoin them with presumably yeah. the same players could be extremely strong you and, never know and, and we could have a triple promotion on the yeah, cards yeah. <laughs> this time next year you never know just, just, and, and again let me emphasise I'm not mocking what the league have done I'm not criticising what the league have done I'm just curious that they're going to start in division 7 with the same 11 presumably that would have been in division 4 well, that's what I was going to say. Have they lost? Did, when were they expunged? Would any of their players yeah, been able to have moved on to other? Three, three, two, three games. Oh, so, they, yeah. so their players couldn't. They, they, they couldn't were, register were, for anyone else that yeah, season. They were, they were constantly so, okay. out well, teams they'll, have, they'll have the same eleven, I think. They'll have the same. Well, the, well eleven is it? It's the same twenty, whatever. Mm. But um, so I would imagine they'll be strong. I'm surprised they went in Division Seven and not in not, and not either Division Eight or something higher you could yeah, say they could go into division it. 6 and not promote 4 sides Yeah, 4 sides is yeah. excessive isn't it maybe it's punishment it could be punishment couldn't it because I mean if it's punishment put them in division 8 well yeah but I think with two new teams maybe they've looked at it and said mm. well not so much of a punishment if some batsman's going to average 150 is it <laughs> no <laughs> that's that's very true but there's there's a reason for it and uh, as I say we've got to stand yeah. by their decision I'm not and, like, no we, we've got to stand by their decision and you know Hinstock they've obviously been struggling for players they were uh, a lowly team in Division 3 weren't they mm. uh, they were really struggling so you know I let, think let's like hope 40 or 50 points as well when, but it, it, when they got exposed, but it is great so. to see them back in the league and they oh, haven't, just, haven't just folded because that's we don't want that we want teams to be playing Shropshire cricket I think you know the, the league do deserve a lot of credit I think you know we've mentioned it in the past that Chirk came in and they put them in the exact right place yeah. I think yeah. we have to trust them and I think we do trust them yeah. Um, yeah. in where they've put in stock and yeah I mean it might be wrong but yeah. it can be rectified this time not next season not trying to track back too far but I think Condover wanted to drop down the leagues and they got put into Division 5 and I think Condover were a bit like oh. Division 5 well, but look I at what it's done to them a bit too I think they wanted to go in Division 4 yeah they did and they got promoted so exactly so exactly what we keep saying if you're good enough you'll get promoted absolutely uh, no no I agree absolutely it's a lot, lot easier to win a league than come 10th yeah absolutely yeah it's definitely interesting with that and it's I think you know if you're if you're a Division 8 side you may feel a little bit put out because of Hinstock but also you can see the point why they've not put them maybe in the lowest division because you still want to encourage Hinstock to put a side out and you still well, want of them to try and keep mm -hmm. the players so Get the if game you put them in division yeah. 8 who's to say that the people just go oh, I don't want to play division 8 you know what I mean uh, so anyway let's move on to that division 8 the second of our 10 team leagues and we've got Ellesmere second 11 and Fortin second 11 who we actually predicted would go down who finished in division who finished in bottom of Division 7. Fortin finishing on 69 points and Ellesmere finishing on 92 points. Ellesmere finishing 51 points behind uh, third bottom Schiffnell Forts. And yeah, so that was quite an... Ed Fortin second then finishing 80 points behind Schiffnell Forts who were in third place. So no third from bottom place. So it's no surprise to see these two sides down the bottom. But... Ellesmere second eleven, unsurprisingly getting stronger after the merge with Overton and their first team getting stronger. So, you know, a chance for them next season. The teams who've stayed in the division, Lillishaw third eleven, Condover second eleven, Kai Glass second eleven, Iscoid Fens Bank second eleven, or Brighton second eleven, 
Much Wenlock's second 11, Welsh Pool's second 11, and new side to the league, Brosley's second 11 in Division 8. So, we'll move this one on to Jamie Martindale. What are your thoughts on this? I think, first and foremost, great to see Brosley having a second 11. I yep. think that's uh, something that's probably Unsur- been in the pipeline. It's unsurprising. It's unsurprising. Yeah, it's been in the pipeline. Um, but that's fantastic that that is confirmed. Um, like you said, we're not probably not too sure about Ellesmere, are we, with, 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 in terms of merging with, with Overton? I'm not too sure what their sort of re- recruitment has been like. Mm-hmm. Um, Condover 2s, I think they've got some good youth players coming through, from what I understand. They've got some good youngsters yeah. coming through. I don't know whether a few of them have actually been involved in the first team a bit more. Um, much Wenlock, Welshpool again you'd think they'd have some experienced players there but um, I think that the main attraction for me is, is Brosley have got that second 11 and I think mm. Brosley will continue to push up the leagues now both sides OK so very quickly Andy Harrison and then Joss yeah I, I pretty much the same as Jamie it's good to see Brosley back uh, it's not surprising uh, no. when they first come back uh, and then a lot of their players started coming back uh, it was just a matter of time to get their twos back. But this league is quite an attractive little league. Um, yeah, the, the likes of Forton, they're way behind, obviously, the first team, which does surprise you slightly, doesn't it? But, Similar uh, to All Brighton as well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's quite strange how it works sometimes. But as I say, these these hopefully, these leagues at the bottom, what I'm looking for is good youngsters coming through. And yeah. that's, yeah. What we, that's what we want to see anyway. Yeah. That's what I, we think, see. I think that's what's going to happen. And the finishing word on the Saturday division is Joss Elliott. I just echo what Andy and Jay have said, but um, just curious about the the Ellesmere Overton merger in inverted commas. Is it actually a merger because they haven't changed their I name? Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's been a Have merger. Have they just acquired some it, of their players? I think I think what's happened when we say that is that Ellesmere have gained some of Overton's players, yeah, but yeah. also kind of. When Ellesmere had a, quite a few rained off games, they used Overton. Yeah. We played at Overton. Well. Can, early can on. we actually have uh, somebody uh, from Ellesmere get hold of us, please? And just, just comment on it, really. No, so we know no, what's going on. And that counts for every team as well. well it, yeah. it, I mean, if Everton are, are, are no more, it's, it's obviously always sad to see teams mm. just exactly. Teams anyway, just so we now move on to the Sunday divisions. So we move on to our Sunday divisions and champions of Sunday Division 1, Werfield 3rd 11, 2nd place of Wichert's 3rd 11, Alberbury 3rd 11, Shrewsbury 4th 11, Frankton 3rd 11, Maitley 3rd 11, Knockin 3rd 11, Cunn 3rd 11, Ponsby 3rd 11 are the sides that stay in Sunday Division 1. We've then got three promoted sides, Shelton 3rd 11, Oswestry 3rd 11 and Sentinel 3rd 11. In Sunday Division 2, we have got two relegated sides in Wem 3rd 11 and Bridge North 4th 11. We have got Wellington 5th 11, Lillishaw 4th 11, Beaumahe 3rd 11, Newport 3rd 11, Knockham 4th 11, Maidley 4th 11 and Ellesmere 3rd 11 who have stayed in Sunday Division 2 and we've got two new sides in Chalmers 2nd 11 and Column 2nd 11. So first things first, no real surprise really from our point that um, they've promoted Shelton, Oswestry and Sentinels. They were the three best sides in Sunday Division 2. Bridge North 4th 11 have gone down along with Wem 3rd 11. Surprised to see Ponsby 3rd 11 survive really considering they were only six points ahead of Wem 3rd 11 and there was such a big gap but then again it's kind of 
you know, with a 12-11 split with Sunday Division 1 having 12, that's probably what saved them and Sunday Division 2 having 11. But yeah, um, it's going to be a big challenge for Wem's third 11, but you'd expect them to push on well in Sunday Division 2. And um, considering your sides got promoted, we'll start off with you, Andy Harrison, about Sentinel thirds. Yeah, well, it's a good lead for him to go into. Definitely a great promotion for the club. Um, I think the club's in a really good place right now, to be honest with you. Um, as we said earlier, with the seconds, uh, obviously staying in, in Division 2 is fantastic as well. Uh, but I think, I've got to be honest with you, seeing the kids at the club, um, I think we're in a real good place. Uh, I think we'll do okay this year in that league. I really do. Seeing Shelton in there, again, if they keep progressing the way they are, they'll be a club pushing, mm. uh, you know, far up the table. Uh, nice to see Kund in there as well. And, uh, yeah, this, this is some good clubs in there, isn't there, obviously? So. Oswestry third's also getting promoted. So you've got, like, Shelton and Oswestry who are, who've got sides in higher divisions who have done well. And, obviously, Joss... Um, you look at Shelton third eleven, and with the amount that their first eleven and second eleven are going to be recruiting, you'd expect them to be strong next year, well, wouldn't you? As Jay mentioned, they may not even without them recruiting, they, they could well be strong. I mean, you, you look at the unfortunate thing with with Sunday Div One is there's nowhere for the teams to go. Mm. I mean, Worfield won it. Uh, okay, our boys Albury gave them a good run for their money in one of the last games of the season, but they are very very strong, mm. and it's unlikely that they'll change much mm. so that they'll be up there again next year yeah which is great it's a good standard mm. and I'd like to think next year Shelton will probably be up there yeah Sentinel will probably be up there as well which, which is which is good well I think, I think when you look at Sunday teams there's, there's a kind of like it's teams in Sunday Division 1 tend to be kind of you know it's, it's a mixture of good run clubs who are kind of and Sunday Division 1 is a very you know it's a, still a very good standard and I've heard I've heard of people who play in it's 7 and Sunday, 8 it's so, a Sunday equivalent to the Premier Premier yeah yeah because yeah. there's nowhere for you to go is there so no. if you win that you, you've won yeah. I know I know well I think we all are, particularly Andy, we're all big advocates of the youth players playing in these Definitely. two Sunday divisions. Yeah. What I'd say about Shelton is that their junior system is still sort of relatively new. So mm -hmm. myself and Sammy Griff started it up five or six years ago, or restarted it up five or six mm -hmm. years ago. Um but a lot of the age groups they've got now mm -hmm. are still like young age groups. So we're not gonna see too many juniors in the Shelton third eleven yet because it's still that that new they're still they're still a bit young so I yeah. think in in the future is where you'll uh, see uh, some is, of the young is, is there a minimum age to play in the league is it twelve or thirteen uh, well uh, okay right so we've got uh, a youngster uh, uh, Jake Binnersley who is a fantastic little young cricketer he is mm. I'm pretty sure he's twelve uh, the rule is you have to play county uh, cricket under thirteens to play. League mm. cricket. Um, obviously, you've got to have the ability, haven't you? Yeah. You can't just go ch chucking yeah, 11 yeah, year olds yeah. to play yeah. an adults game. Um, but yeah, I'm with Jamie on this. Mm. I think with clubs like Shelton, Sentinel, what you hope for is there, there's players playing for that club who have been at the club for years. Mm. The older generation, I know that Nelly plays and yeah. he's still, yeah. Neil Salisbury plays in the mm. thirds now. Well, Having him with kids, it's going to just progress the kids no end. And that to me is what 13 cricket is all about. That's what 13 cricket is about. The experience yeah. bringing, bringing the youngsters it's, on. It's fantastic, but you've got to think as well, from a league point of view, there was like 40 points between Bridge North and Wem, who, Bridge North who got relegated and Wem who finished in 10th. And Division 1 had 11 sides and Division 2 had 
10. Do you, do you think it would have been much of a hard decision between relegating Wem compared to promoting Sentinel? Is there a massive difference between the two divisions? I mean, obviously, we're not that familiar with it. Think, is is there a massive difference between the two? I, I think there is. I there think is. Some, well, probably not within the top half. Okay. I think the top half of Division 2, from when I've played it, there isn't like a massive divi- uh, gap between the bottom half of Division 1. So, like, the top three or four sides, there is not. But I think, you know, the top half of Sunday Division 1 could compete in the higher, like, the mid to mid-table I something. think the difference between Division 1 and Division 2 on Sundays is negative is nothing at all basically ok minimal I, 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 we were promoted last season and they finished third or fourth third I think second uh, I think with two relegated three promoted I know we've obviously spoken about yeah. the two up two down and that mm-hmm. that, that, that mm-hmm. blueprint which was actually incorrect a lot tonight mm-hmm. but Two down, three up. I think you know. I don't, like I don't to, think there's any complaints there. It's going to be the best thing about this Sunday division for me is that no matter where these teams are, they're going to have ups and downs, aren't they? Mm. You know, a club yeah. one year can yeah. win the league. Yeah. You look at Warfield; they've won the league. They have got a lot of experience at Warfield, mm. and they do have yeah. a really yeah. good really youth well system. Yeah. So, so you look at it, and they're going to be favourites, aren't they? Mm. But who's to say in a few years their youngsters won't bump, bump, bump into the first team? Mm. And the youngsters might not come through as much. It, it's it's yeah. going to be an up and down league, and that's I mean, I mean that's what it's made for. And I think it's the, okay. I, I so think it's good that it's. Tell, 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 we've got sorry, James. We've got sorry. All, all the leagues set out ahead of us there. Look at the big picture. We're always quite negative about teams that drop out. I was it three dropped out last year. We've had four rejoined. Exactly. Mm. I mean that's a positive. For, yeah. For the league in general. Okay, one of one of them, one of them was already stop. in the league. Yeah. But it is great. So it's a net gain. And Chelmarsh, obviously, we it's mentioned them game. earlier. It's great to we, have them should, back I in. Think, it's I positive think, yeah. for Shropshire cricket. They, they get more clubs. Okay, so before we go on to our final two points, where we're going to discuss who we think are the three biggest winners uh, from the Shropshire County Cricket League in 2019, and we go on to our final bit, which is transfer rumours. Um, let's talk quickly, just... Uh, overall, what, what biggest biggest shocks, biggest surprises, kind of what we expect for next year, and what are the biggest takeaways we think from what we've seen today? And we'll start with the man himself, Joss Elliott. The biggest takeaway, I think, will be whatever Andy orders. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I've got to defend Andy here. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of Domino's pizzas tonight. He said he was going to have one slice, and he only had two. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's quite impressive. <laughs> I did say I wasn't going to drink tonight. I've had six big bottles and all. Well, as you also said, your diet, your diet starts <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> as long as it doesn't go until midnight, it'll be all right. No real surprises. I'll echo again that we need to respect the league's decisions. Um, is the main thing. I think Shelton have had a fantastic season with all three clubs. Um, good luck to them. Big, big winners for the year for me. Uh, congratulations to Wem, obviously. First getting promoted, seconds getting double promotion. I wish them well in Division 3 for their seconds. Uh, Jamie? For me, I think the biggest perhaps surprises are the double promotions. I don't think we perhaps expected them mm. up until a couple of weeks ago, really. Yeah. Um, but I like it. In general, I, I like it that the, that the league are trying to get teams in, in the right divisions. Um, I, think, I think we all like that, don't we? Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest positives is, like we've just said earlier, is that there's four new teams: Hinstock, 
Brosley second eleven, Chelmarsh and Colin both bringing in second elevens as well. I think that's a massive positive. Yeah. yeah. So I think in general, twenty nineteen has been a, a real success for Shropshire for Shropshire cricket when we were perhaps a little bit unsure in what direction it was going to go. Mm after the Birmingham League restructure but I think it's been a massive success I really do uh, now Andy I know you're a man of few words but what would you like <laughs> to uh, I'm over the moon for Sentinel third team for a start I, I was very shocked with the, when, it, when it first came out having a look through it it was really it's brilliant to see uh, I love how they've done this summary of the league mm. so you know who's gone up who's gone down the colour coordinated graph it, it's the, fantastic. the charts yeah we like that it's fantastic um, also you know Big shout out to Wem. Fantastic to see them go up. Uh, Shelton have had a fantastic season. I've just been away with two of the lads and they're really biting at the bit for next season. I think all three of their teams are healthy. They're very good. Chelmarsh, although the double promotion has thrown a few people off, uh, you know, good luck to them and they've brought a second team to the league. Mm. And again, it's just the teams that have come into the league. Um, it's great. So I know Hinstock obviously were, were um, expunged from the league, but they're back. Brosley are back, Chelmarsh twos, Colin twos, it's fantastic. 2020 looks mm. looks like it's going to be a very good season. I think something that we've got to remember is that it's, this is when teams play them next season as well. Chelmarsh and Wem second eleven. It wasn't by their choice that they got double promoted because no, no, they're no. going to take no. a lot of flack possibly. But you know, it's it's not on their heads. But again, we kind of understand that it's the league just trying to get teams in the right division. Well in the right divisions and sorted quickly but yeah I think I think overall we can't you know we can't complain with a lot of it and we I'm not gonna not gonna lie I thought throughout all the podcasts we've kind of hinted that these kind of things may happen, may happen. And absolutely they they've happened so if that tells you anything listen to the podcast and keep <laughs> informed <laughs> but anyway so lovely plug now we're going to move on to our next bit which is transfer rumours Okay, so we move on to our final section and the one everyone's been waiting for, to be honest. Transfer rumours. And uh, we'll start off with some confirmed Jamie Martinder. Martinder. Uh, yeah, so we've got at least two confirmed, haven't we? Um, so us speaking, we've brought in Graham Cowie from Ellesmere. Um, Graham's someone that one or two of our lads know pretty well um, from their time at Whittington Charlie Higgin in particular played with them at Whittington um, and he'll bat in our top five top six um, so we're pleased to get Graham in and then Tom Ellis has left Boma hasn't he he's joined Wellington I think that's a really good move for both Wellington and Tom mm. fantastic move um, yeah really good for, for both parties mm. um, it would have taken a lot for him to leave Boma because he's got a lot of good friends there and he, he lives there but I think it's a really good opportunity um, for him to develop further at Wellington I mean I think he's 20 four years below me so 23, 24 um, and I think he'll he'll do really really well so they're, they're two early bits of news that um, that have been confirmed that, that we know yeah mm. yeah so that goes along with the other news that we've already had about certain overseas and also the big move this season um, my son Jaffrey going from Newport to Whitchurch which we covered in the last podcast so Andy any transfer rumours or anything? Yeah, a couple of bits really. Um, speaking with, with the man, Callum Marsh, he has uh, confirmed to me that he'll be moving to Sentinel this season, which 
is a fantastic signing for for the club. Yet another spinner. Um, yet another spinner into the uh, into the squad, which will add a lot to our team. So mm. we'll push um, Marty into the third. <coughs> well, we will see. But he, um, we'll push him into our firsts. Mm. He's definitely a great addition. I've played with him before, and he's he's a fantastic cricketer. He's got a lot to give, and he's got a lot to improve on, actually. I think going to a big club, it'll it'll be improving yeah, a lot as well. Will, yeah. will you be looking to utilise him in your second eleven before moving him into your first, or will he be a player or go straight into your first? Obviously, it depends on how how good he starts. I mean, obviously, you've got a net pre-season. It's a long way to go, isn't it? It's a long way to go. You don't know what's going to happen start the season, and because you've got Joe Yap and you've got George Cheshire, you've got George Cheshire, Jamie Weir as well. So um, they bowled well for you. I mean, obviously, last season Joe was a big part of our um, bowling attack. Um, but you know, realistically, we want Joe being the best number three in the league with a bat. Maybe he might lose a few overs, but well, it's one of them things. It's one of them things. We'll see if Callum comes in. He will definitely improve the squad without a shadow of a doubt. It'll be a great signing. So that's the first one, and the other one is um, obviously on social media. Um, seeing uh, uh, Windy Miller has uh, has actually left St George's. He was their first team captain last season. Um, and he has put a, a, a quite a nice uh, sort of speech on Facebook uh, to say he's leaving the club. Um, he has said he's not um, jumping ship or anything like that. He um, he just feels it's the right time. And I think there's a few things going on maybe behind closed doors that obviously he doesn't want to doesn't want to talk about. But uh, yeah, it sounds like he wants to. Uh, he's going to move on. Um, yeah, and he's been a long-time servant there. He played Birmingham League cricket mm. with St George's. He's been there for, I think he said, 16 years or something like that. So, mm. big loss for them. He has not said where he's going to go. Um, he's going to keep it quite quite quiet, really. On he's going to think about it, and you know, but he has said he will tell the podcast when he when he finds out where he's going to go. So that's good news. I we mean, wish him all the best. Yeah, another piece of news coming out of Wellington is. Um, They've made their made another signing from Gauteng, uh, South Africa. They've brought in a middle order batsman in the name of Michael Breet, um, who is going to come on board for the twenty twenty season. So good player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, have no idea what he's like, but obviously an overseas of any standard uh, from South Africa is going to be. It's always difficult. It's it's always game. difficult with overseas players, but obviously. Um, knowing that Wendell's there, I'm sure he's uh, he, he's got friends in South Africa still. He'll, he'll know the standard we'll and him whatnot. Oh yeah, if they're half as good as him, they'll be a very good team this season. I think in overseas, there, there's always a bit of a lottery, isn't there? In, in oh, overseas, yeah, without a doubt. Without um, whether, whether you you know, particularly if you if you don't know them, yeah, um, you can look at what level they play at. But in terms of character, I think there's always it's always a bit of a lottery. Going back onto other things, we know Albury don't recruit. You come to us and you have the pleasure to play for Albury Cricket Club because we are that esteemed. But I, I um, should do have a, a do we have any potential transfer rumor at Albury? Do we? Going by my form, there could be a transfer from me from Albury second to Albury third. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you'll join myself in the third 11 where it's the only place we can score runs. Um, but no, yeah, um, it's definitely going to be interesting. And if you do know of any rumours that are going around, do let us know. Starting any rumours, um, there are possible. Um, Kund players who might also be going to other clubs and one who may be going to a certain newly formed Burnley side, Andy. 
off the grapevine, uh, Mr. Ryan Ashton could be going to uh, to Wem Cricket Club. Just just a little thing that's been getting round. Obviously, people hear things, so uh, yeah. just mooted. Yeah, um, social media's got a lot of chance for him. Be, be a good move for him, but yeah. was it a good move for Wem? Will he be? What, what will he be looking to do? Is he looking to push? For Birmingham League places, is that what? Well, to be to be fair, for all players, I don't think you can ever uh, mock a player who wants to go and play a higher level. So, you know, if if a player wants to go and Absolutely. play that higher level, always, always aim to play the yeah, highest level. You go it? for it. I've been there, done that. It's it's the way to go. I, I really, I'm glad I did it. You mm. know. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, if you do have any other rumours or anything that you'd like us to, uh, or if you do have any signings, please do tag us in them. Uh, because we'd love to hear about it but yeah I think that ends our latest podcast and the next one is going to be our Christmas special guys so as always please let us know what you think in the comments or face to face or in messages you can follow us on Twitter Facebook uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud you can download the podcast on SoundCloud you can get us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and you can sponsor us on Patreon. So if you want to sponsor us and get exclusive content and ex- exclusive things, let us know. And also, if you are up for the Cow Corner live show, please get in contact and give us your support. So anyway, that leaves us with only one last thing to say, and that is thank you very much, Joss. Cheers, Harry. I look forward to the next next episode. Which are you going to give us? Gift as it's Christmas. <laughs> Are we doing a secret Santa? I may be the size secret of Santa, Santa but yes. I haven't grown the beard yet. But uh, yeah, if you want to do something like that, we can do that. That'd be quite cool. And uh, thank you very much, Jamie. No worries. Thanks for having us again. And thank you very much, Andy. Always a pleasure. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you for the next one. All the best. Goodbye. Cheers, all. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 